Out of paper, out of stock There's friendly faces around the block Break loose from the chains That are causing you pain Call Michael and Stanley Jim Dwight Creed Call Andy and Kelly If your business paper needs Or Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Dundermiff Then the people purchase paper people Hello and welcome to the Michael Scott Podcast Company, a show for fans of The Office by fans of The Office. I'm your host, and I have the lowest sales record of anyone here, Sean Roney. And I'm Edwin James, and I have the worst attitude of any person here. And with us as always, our producer in the warehouse, Mr. Alex Ward. I'm happy, I'm rich, <laughs> and I never die. <laughs> Every week we get together and talk about our favorite show, NBC's The Office. This week we'll be doing the episode Double Date from Season 6. The Super Fan Cut is up on Peacock. And then uh, we'll head to the conference room for uh, for an Office-themed Mad Lib, which is a, a segment we've only done once before. Uh, and it was a massive success. The triumphant return. <laughs> you love it. We hate it. We're here again to do it some more. <laughs> Uh, and we'll do some ordinary things where we compare our own lives uh, to the office. Um, but before we get into all that, this is normally where I'd uh, ask Alex if we have any housekeeping. But I already know that we have some housekeeping because we have a couple shouts out uh, to uh, to give uh, to some super fans, um, starting with uh, Alicia, the candle maker. But you don't hear me bragging about it. Um <laughs> <laughs> Alicia is has been a, a very loyal fan and has done so many sweet things for us. When I was in North Carolina, uh, she offered to uh, pay for me to go to a cat cafe um, <laughs> as a, as a way to uh, uh, unwind while I was out there. And uh, and she's um, <laughs> she's a, a prominent member, a, a Scots Todd, of course. But she also is a candle maker, and her company is Arabella Crystals. Uh, so you, you can check that out um, on Instagram, A-R-A-B-E-L-L-A uh, Crystals. Um, and, but she made us custom candles and sent them to us. And I'm going to post these on uh, – I'm going to post these up on Instagram uh, as like a highlighted story. So you can go check that out. Uh and uh, I, I won't read through them right now, but um, she has been. Yeah. And then and then she did something recently for us on Discord. Alex, do you uh, what? What is Yeah, that? she she boosted our server, <laughs> uh, which is uh, on Discord. Basically, it, it 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 unlocks new possibilities, potentials. Uh, uh, we were able to customize more stuff. If, if you all are in out there in Discord, you know about Discord. You're in the game. You know what boosting a server is. But uh, just big shout out for that. We we, we love it because it does. It costs some costs real money, guys. That's real yeah, money for sure. On the table. It, it, that, Thank you for that. Every day we get closer and closer to Tube City. I just hope that one day we'll get that. <laughs> that's Tube that's City, where our, our Discord leaves is it becomes Tube City. Um, yeah. Uh, A.K.A. the Internet. <laughs> but I mean, she. Anyways, I, I will say one of these candles is top of Swiss Miss, of course, for uh, for Edwin's uh, journey to uh, yeah. to Zurich, uh, and uh, it smells like hot chocolate. So um, <laughs> I'll post the rest of those 
on Instagram. Thank you so much, Alicia. Uh, Did you give those candles to us? I don't remember. Nope, I got them right. Well, not here. for not me, of course. Sure. <laughs> uh, and then I yeah. also, I also got Shipping a, a candle to Switzerland. Yeah, no. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I also got to give a, a special shout out to Rachel in Portland. I just uh, ran into her at the restaurant she oh, works yeah. at, and uh, she treated me. Uh, she treated us so well, and like sent things over to the table, and uh, I felt like a real celebrity. <laughs> I, I, I felt like uh, my my wife and Colin, Colin, uh, who was also there, were so were were, were proud I love of me. Colin catching strays on just not even being on the show, but they know who he is. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sean's been recognized twice out in public, and now Colin, who's not even on our podcast, <laughs> never happened to me. Never for me either, buddy. Don't worry. Oh man, ridiculous! But... I was talking to Sean about like I'm gonna go the same night that Sean went to the same restaurant and just be like, "Hello, I would like to order some food." And then, do you recognize my voice? And then you play like little <laughs> office clips on your phone. Yeah, yeah. and she was like, "This guy's weird. He's like really into the office." Uh, but anyways, thank you so Hi, much. I'm Alex. It's me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> thank you, Alicia, and thank you, I'm Rachel. I guess in other housekeeping, Alex, do, you, uh, do, nah. do we ha- do we have no. a Patreon? We do. Okay. All right. Then go check us out. Patreon.com slash Michael Scott. It's, it's $5 a month. Join our sustaining circle of members who <laughs> breathe life into us every month. Mm-hmm. Uh, keep our show. Keep our keep our show going. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, if you want if you want your show without ads. If you want to be a member of a community that loves each other, that holds each other up, that holds each other accountable, calls each other out, <laughs> yeah. you know, solves each other's problems, cleans up each other's messes, join the community, join the Scott's Tots, wow. become a tot, get exclusive access to our mailbags, to our Discord channels, to our lives, to, uh, to our lives. Um, you get our you get our personal phone numbers, and we're there twenty four seven to answer any questions you might have. Awesome! Uh, that sounds great. Don't uh, forget, we the Discord is open to anyone, even if you're not in our in our Patreon. But you do, if you are in Patreon, get access to a Scott's Thoughts only Discord channel. And for our Patreon mm-hmm. content, we'll be doing our mailbag episode coming out very soon for this month, and then also a special yeah. bonus episode on the bear. So stay tuned for those. Oh yeah, that's coming out our Patreon and. Sean will eat garbage for your entertainment. <laughs> yes, I will. Uh, and uh, okay, great. Well, that's <laughs> that's all good. Let's get to let's get to it. For God's sakes, today we're talking about double date uh, from season six, episode nine, directed by Seth Gordon, written by Charlie Grandy. It aired on November fifth, in two thousand nine. Edwin, why are we talking double date today? Well, following our last run of episodes, we wanted to focus in on a single episode, something that maybe focused a little bit on Michael, and we thought this was a great one to uh, jump to. It has a super fan edit, so there's a little bit of bonus content for us to talk about. It also covers Michael and Helene, which is a dynamic we don't talk about all that often, or a relationship mm-hmm. we don't cover all that often, because yeah. um, it is so brief. Um, and it was just a, it's a fun episode to dig into. I, I really love this episode. It's uh, hilarious and incredibly awkward. Um, but also very contained. So I like it a lot. Uh, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this one. I rewatching it, man, this is a cringy episode. Yeah. I don't, I don't just going to say it's, yeah, it's a backdoor, like one of the more, I top tier, I mean, top tier cringy for sure. If you're, if you're breaking all of the office into like, you know, say five to 10 episodes, this is, this is is up there for like 
inner circle of cringe. People think Scott's Tots, people think dinner party, but uh, double date is foo, pretty rough, the first <laughs> half of it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I forgot how early it's like the, the actual breakup happens, like not, not that late into the episode. It feels like a two-parter. Yeah. And if you think about uh, the episode The Lover, which is uh, two episodes before this, Michael's actual relationship with Helene, where they are considered together, or where Michael is openly dis- uh, describing having taken a lover to Jim, it only lasts two episodes. Because the episode in between um, is Moff? No, Mafia is right before. Mafia um, and Koi, uh, Koi, Pion- Koi Pond. Koi Pond comes in between The Lover and Double Date. And Pam is with Andy, so they don't discuss it in the office at all. Um, mm. While the rest of the, they're on a sales call with the rest of the office is talking about the koi pond, and then previous or prior to the lover, uh, the episode is mafia. So Jim and Pam are still on their honeymoon. So there's only really two episodes to reckon with this in the office, and uh, it all it all persistent. comes to the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it all happens in the middle of this episode. <laughs> what an unpredictable world! <laughs> I love we got a little. Our little gradiisms <laughs> pepper into the you show. Guys, you guys have now carved out your niches with your character work. So Sean has Limo Lady and Alex, you have Grady. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All season six. Um, God, that's good. Before we get into really the, the meat of this episode, which is Michael and Pam and Helene, um, there, there's also kind of a B storyline of, of Dwight Um you know, Jim has become co-manager. Uh, this is in season six, of course. So uh, Dwight is working on several different schemes to get rid of Jim. And one of the schemes he comes up with is that if everyone in the office owes him a favor, you know, <laughs> this is another situation where Dwight has this very, you know, he has this view of the of the universe, these rules. And he's like, if <laughs> if I buy bagels for the office and bring them down from New York, Everyone will help me get Jim fired. They have to. They, they yeah, owe me a simple. favor. Yeah, straight up. That's and in, in Dwight's world, that is that is that is just uh, just an equal balance of the universe would would say that mm-hmm. everyone owes him a favor, and it can be anything. He has no. It's like I. He does it later in this episode, just like fire Jim. It's like that's not a favor. That's yeah. a yeah, crazy yeah. ask, <laughs> but. But no, I guess he's. I guess he, for some reason, feels like he need to. He needs to recruit everyone on the office to be on his side, as he sees this as a war, and him and Jim are the generals. So, do we want to Close dive into more on uh, Dwight's scheme in this episode, or should we? Or should we uh, no, tackle? No. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, let, let's let's start with the the marquee story here. Yes. Let's let's talk about double date. Um, Because I have a lot more to say about Dwight, but we should we should cover the the main topic first. (coughs) Agreed. Yeah. So uh, at this point, uh, Pam has been talked into going on a on a well, it's Helene's birthday. So Mm. Helene has gotten asked that Jim and Pam come to lunch with Michael and her uh, on a double date. Um, I love that Pam tries to get out of it right away with and and recruits Aaron to help her. Mm -hmm. Yep. Always, I always love when people recruit Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> like Daryl and Beryl. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's, there's something. Aaron is like the world's most willing accomplice. Oh boy, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll help you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, just pure. I don't want to be a lousy snitch. Yeah, <laughs> shining enthusiasm. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, Michael has set up this birthday lunch because he's trying to cure. 
this hesitancy that Pam has. And obviously there was so much tension and frustration that came out of the lover. Um, and it's such a great flip of Pam trying to get out of this, this uh, it's kind of like dinner party where um, Michael constructs the scenario where they have to attend uh, and they want them to be closer together. It's, it's, it's really, it's really funny. And Pam, you know, this episode as well is the opposite of what Pam had kind of hoped for, which is that it would just kind of fizzle out. It does not fizzle right. out. It happens. It it plays out in in a very public way, in a very dramatic way, in front mm-hmm. of everyone, including the documentary crew. Yeah. Um, so like he's, they're all kind of brought into this lunch together. And even then, Helene comes into the office, says hi to everyone. Right. Right. Angela says, "Aren't you going to introduce us to Michael's girlfriend, to Pam?" So it, it's just it's a it's kind of a spectacle is, for everyone. Oh, Angela Truth. loves that twist the night. By the by the way, uh, a good. Good shout out for uh, Pam trying to get out of this through a fake phone call and Jim just being like, not going to let this happen. Hello. Sorry. (laughs) Well, that's great. That's great. (laughs) Uh, No, but it's it's a it's a nice reversal from dinner party just a couple seasons prior with Jim trying to get out of that dinner and Pam just being like, nope, I'm going to keep you here. You can You're always get out of new this. stuff, but you, you can can't get, get a new stuff. party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's pretty clear Pam's just trying to, to make it not happen. But uh, but it does. And they go to do we do we do we hear the restaurant they go to? Do we know? We don't hear it, but you see the title. It's like, man, I'm, I'm going to get it wrong. But it's like Papa Zella's or something like that. Okay. Papa Zella's. Uh, it's like a. Yeah, sure. I I, I uh, will I I just want to say too that I love that moment too where we get Creed going oh thank God and then cut to something's up that paper was never supposed to arrive <laughs> yeah it's great um, <laughs> they give Creed one line it's like Creed kind of gets one line an episode for that's a, what a I like the show it feels that's like that's just yeah. as much Creed as I as I want and there's always <laughs> it's and you it's just a crack into a much deeper broader story that's going on in Creed's life or as we've come to know Creed he's the best performance artist on the show and he's. He's having fun performing this for the camera crew. <laughs> I think it's I think it's all for the Loch Ness monster. That's that's I'm I'm on that theory. That fan yeah. theory. Everything. The restaurant is called Paparazzos. Paparazzos. Yeah. I, I think Creed is uh involved in moving some kind of illicit materials, drugs, substances, and uh he's got some deals with the distribution network and he's moving it in boxes of paper mm-hmm. hidden in deliveries. And that paper was supposed to be diverted somewhere else. Yeah, I just wish Debbie Brown were, were there. We would have caught this. <laughs> caught this thing. Uh, well, moving on to the restaurant. So, of course, um, uh, we, uh, you know, Pam is really, you know, still feeling uh, anxious about all this until they get there. And Michael has, like, decorated the table with balloons. And he's kind of doing this cute little, oh, which table will we Where pick? should we sit? And Pam's genuinely impressed by this. And um, I, I think I want to say here what one of the things that is different in the super fan cut. Later, we get uh, a talking head with Pam where she says that Helene uh, has called her every day since the divorce to cry about the divorce. Mm. And and lately she's stopped calling because she's not crying anymore. Because she's with Michael. So slowly we see, you know, Pam start to like, you know, not just tolerate this, but maybe actually like appreciate what Michael has done for Helene. And um, 
yeah, I don't. I was disappointed. Actually, this is another time where I was like, "Oh man, I kind of yeah. would have." Uh, I kind of wish this scene didn't get cut. There's this is something we've we've been noticing in a lot of the, especially in the seasons five and six supercuts of like, there's one talking head scene that changes the entire emotional weight or mm-hmm. something of an episode. We saw this Michael talking about his stepdad in the one, yeah, and and this one too. Watching this one, seeing Pam the way Jenna Fisher uh, performs that those couple little lines I was like taken aback it was so like oh my god it changes the whole trajectory of the episode because you kind of forget about what's going on with you know Helene and and we learned Jack uh, (laughs) that's the name of Pam's dad we kind of it it changed everything for me of just like oh right she's dealing with this thing and Michael is actually helping her heal from this and it makes the fallout of Michael's actions just so much more drastic the so stakes m- get so much higher from that one talking head I love it when they raise the stakes <laughs> oh. <laughs> forks up boys I mean it's 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 the kind of thing to, to where uh <clears throat> you wonder if an edit like that wasn't made to keep it lighter for a major network comedy um sometimes yeah. you know it, not only do you have to edit for time but it also like it it's it is unfortunate because I think it adds, adds so much weight to the episode and the choices and Pam kind of having to, I mean I guess come around to to Michael and Helene and yeah. it just changes it changes so much because even with the edited version or the way that it is normally portrayed where without uh, these extra uh, additions, Pam comes around really quick I think yeah um, it yes. only takes a few gestures for Pam to kind of be okay with it and I think it works okay. But knowing that there's like this extra nuance and extra reason and more of a reason to consider Helene as like a full character versus Pam's mom, I think mm-hmm. helps the show a lot if that were to actually be added. Yeah, I, I, I have the feeling like also they don't want they have to ride this fine line with Michael's character where they, they need to keep him endearing. And I almost wonder, like, including this is like this makes Michael look too bad. Like, I don't know if we can have Michael look like that. Yeah. Like we're, we're reminding the audience how devastating Michael doing this is. And I feel like when they take that that's out, it makes it a little less like a little more innocent. And like, we need to keep Michael likable. That's sure. true. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it... yes, but it doesn't change the fact that Michael is stupid. Like, you know, I, I mean, that you know, <laughs> yeah. that doesn't make him any worse. I don't think. And I and, uh, I, you know, my personal opinion would, is that I don't think that uh, for I I think that I would have appreciated this uh, a lot more watching this for the first time as a fan of the show. But sure. Um, but I do agree with you that I think that uh, there's a lot of stuff in the super fan episodes that are cut for tone. Yeah. That, that, that they that, you know, they try to keep things, you know, kind of light and neutral for for a broader audience. Um uh, you know, I mean, they got they have advertising to sell and, and you know, they don't uh, they don't want to upset anybody. So but I I do think that that was like, like soup or something light. <laughs> uh, I do think, yeah, I, I think it was a genuinely good performance from Jenna Fisher in the in the talking head. It just was like a very kind of dramatic confession and. And uh, yeah. yeah, it was it, so. If you haven't watched the super fan episode or that deleted scene, maybe it's out there somewhere on YouTube. But not to um, keep harping on this point because I, we all seem to agree, but there is like a brutality and like a like the sad moments like help contribute to the re, the reality aspect, the documentary aspect yep. that like people's lives. If this is this is a documentary, 
as and that documentary format is not abandoned and, and just assumed into the show. It is acknowledged mm-hmm. completely that the documentary thing would capture people really struggling with their lives and not just uh, in the major network sitcom kind of way. <clears throat> yeah. And in season six, The Office is about as popular as it gets, I think, in its run. So it would make sense that these kind of small uh, edits are made. But anyway. Um, I yeah, think you- like, I, I, yeah, I think like it's cathartic. Like I think catharsis like kind of watching something painful sometimes does feel good like i think yeah. that yeah. you know and and uh you know that that you kind of, that you go through that early in the episode and then things kind of things naturally lighten up you know like life goes on you know you will laugh again uh you know <laughs> at the end of this episode so i i really like things like that and i you know i wish that they had kept it in but uh but i'm glad that it's it's there now for us mm-hmm. yeah uh, well, in, in true michael fashion he does something amazing only to ruin it immediately <laughs> so i mean yeah. as they get into the conversation of their lunch um it's it's kind of becomes obvious that michael and helene don't spend a lot of time I mean, they they joke, make a lot of jokes about their their sex life, I guess, but they, they it doesn't seem like they've had a lot of conversations just based on no. every topic that seems to come up in conversation. He doesn't uh, know how old Michael she is. Yes. Yeah, he doesn't like, you know, it, it starts. He's terrible at simple arithmetic. <laughs> yeah. 54? <laughs> 58. Um, <laughs> he, he says that he wants to go to Italy someday and... Uh, she says, uh, you know, you can have my guidebooks. I'm done with those long plane rides. Uh, and he's like, thank you for the guidebooks. And so this is when it kind of starts, uh, begins for him. Um, yeah. uh, By the way, I got to say, this is a fairly food heavy episode. Um, first off, because they go mm-hmm. to lunch and all over we've learned. Uh, Michael's had two fish stick sandwiches and a bagel before right. going to lunch yeah. in the office. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they yeah. also dropped that in the beginning that he's like, no, I had a fish snack, sand- a fish stick sandwich. Actually, two. My girlfriend didn't want hers. Um, <laughs> God, you got to think Michael offering fish stick sandwiches for breakfast. You know, she's, she's just, just like, like, thank you. No, no thank I'm, you. <laughs> of all the food things that Michael does, the idea of constructing a fish stick, a fish stick sandwich for breakfast. I, <laughs> insane. Yeah. In his cross. Insane. <laughs> and then he gets a bagel for her as well. Mm-hmm. So they're full going into lunch. Yeah. And we got tacos later. Big, big food <laughs> episode. <laughs> I think too, like you get Michael, there's, there's this like weird sort of thing with Michael where he's always kind of convinced that he could do whatever he wants at any point in his life at any time. Like where he talks about running a triathlon and <laughs> right. glosses over the fact that he just needs to learn how to swim first. Um, but Michael has this sort of weird potential situation that in his life he can kind of do whatever he wants um, to some extent. Or that like if he had only decided to be – or he talks about – like An for, athlete or a doctor. Yeah, <laughs> right. exactly. When he talks about Gabe and he's like, oh, I can't – and this is a different season, of course, but he's like, Gabe, 26, chained to my desk. He's like, if I were him, I would have wanted to be married with wife and kids by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, right. not thinking about his own life or – Right, right. Yeah. Uh, this uh, th- this lunch in general is is absolutely hilarious. Is this the same restaurant that they go to with Bob and uh, Phyllis? By the way, I don't I know. Don't know. That's don't a, just a random so. thought I, I just think had. So yeah. Um, but uh, I do love uh, uh, oh, it's me. Oh sure, little piece. 
Ooh, no mushroom. No mushroom. Uh, <laughs> oh, bringing up that one time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, of course, like it, it just keeps going. <laughs> it just, <laughs> just keeps going on and on. It just keeps going on and on. All the wonderful things that Michael does for Helene. More, more and more, Jim and Pam are just so impressed. Uh, specifically with this scrapbook that Michael makes for Helene. Um, <laughs> yeah, almost like a fifth grader's scrapbook. Yeah. I think the younger than that, the Shel Silverstein poem? Yeah. yeah. I, know. I know. And she is just, she is just so delighted with it. Um, I do think, is, that, is this a deleted part that he, there's tickets to Love Happens? Uh, ticket stubs right. to love yes. happens and and yeah. those got thrown they both threw theirs away so he it's revealed that he had to go back with dwight <laughs> to get two oh, new tickets teapot <laughs> show me that That's whole the, evening yeah and, with those guys and he's like and when he's trying to downplay it he's just like it's not a big deal dwight's my friend we do things together <laughs> like, <laughs> you got to imagine that night when they go to do it it's just that there's also like Dwight is trying to buy popcorn before the, Michael. What's what kind of snacks do you want, Michael? And then at the afterwards, he's like, "Michael, you want to get ice cream? Let's keep the night going." Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "No, I got what I needed. Just need yes. the ticket stubs. Thank, Thank you. you, Dwight. Good night. Oh, yes. Thank you, yeah. Dwight. See you at the office uh, in the morning." Yeah, I like this scene though, um, just because you kind of get a glimpse of like how much better socially Michael might do in life if he had some more self-deprecating humor uh, from time to time or yeah. just oh, yeah. maybe he was a little more humble not to this level because go he goes pretty extreme here but just like when he's fending off just like no like uh, it was just a thing I did and everyone's like no Michael you're great like uh, Michael's getting all the feedback he desperately wants and he has to turn here. it down that's mm-hmm. so true that's... it's just like dude you're right there man. yeah because it's because like, then the other thing is the penny from the it's like yeah. oh a penny and he's like yeah it's from this you know the yeah. fountain in the Steamtown mall uh, I had to go fit back and get it and she's like oh my mm-hmm. god that's they're, they're just like that is so sweet wow raising the bar and he's like no it's stupid really you know <laughs> like and now Jim her wish will legitimately impressed yeah. like yeah. Pam is Pam's mind is being changed actively right and Michael doesn't even know he's really doing it and he's just like this is all he wanted from this whole thing and it's just funny like just from hearing the number of how old she is Michael just a switch is thrown in his brain. It's dude. It is everything Michael wants. Ain't, like that. That yes. now, yes. like he will grow old with Jim and Pam. He, he even rela- gets. He could be related to them. He even gets to play Pam's dad all of a sudden. Yeah. Where, like, <laughs> when they're driving over to lunch, he's like, "We just want the best for you, Pammy," because like. All Scott of a sudden, family, Helene is four. saying, "Like you know, you need yeah. to spend more face to face time with your customers, and that'll boost your sales." And like, she's like, "Oh my god, if this couldn't be more of a nightmare for Pam at this moment." But mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, it is everything he wants. Even Jim is on board. He Even could Jim actually be like, the Godfather, Good job, Michael. He would yeah. actually yeah. be the Godfather. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, he would. And it's and I think that Jim is cool with all this because he. You know, he knows that Helene has been calling Pam every day and that yep. this is all stressing Pam out and that this could be the solution. This could be what Helene needs and then she'll be happy and Pam can move on. And like, so Jim is like, fine, if that means that I have to go hang out with Michael and give him compliments, no problem. So it is everything Michael wants and he <laughs> is flushing it down the toilet. 
Well, and then, I mean, there is another piece of it, of course. And it's, it's so funny because this is such a Michael just encapsulation of like, he can be so good and so kind when he wants to be, but he also will ruin things immediately. Like there's like the dramatic uh, snip, snap, snip, snap, if you will, uh, <laughs> is pretty extreme. But then also there's that moment where, and, I don't, and I'm sorry if I'm jumping ahead of something, but Pam stops Michael and says, hey, where'd you go? Michael says, oh, I just went to the bathroom. And Pam says, stopped at the bar on your way back. And okay, says, weirdo. okay, weirdo. Yeah, come on, it's time I, for cake. And Michael says, honestly, for a long time, I thought I was going to grow old with Holly. And then I met Helene, and she's great. She already has, knows and has done everything I've ever wanted to do and could tell me about it. But I think I want to do those things myself. And it just kind of reestablishes Michael and Holly again, that like there yeah. could be more for them. And that even though the situation does seem like kind of like what Michael has always wanted, like what he really wants and what he's is, is, is with, to be with Holly. Right. Yeah. And, and right now, I mean, and w- roughly based on, I mean, we know Michael Scott's birthday. Uh, it's March 15th, 1965. So he's 44, 45 uh, right. in this episode. So the fact that like Helene is 58 and Michael has is basically probably just assuming that she's around his age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, she's taking care of herself. Like Michael, mm-hmm. my, like up until he hears the number, Michael seems to be totally happy with what's going on. Right. Mm-hmm. It's he seems like to be into it. I feel like at that age, like that, that's, that's not that crazy of an age difference. Like, you know, and, and they, and again, they seem to make each other happy and get along and stuff like that. I mean, you know, yeah. is Michael going to go to Italy and bungee jump and run a triathlon? Like <laughs> maybe Italy, maybe, but like, no, he's not. <laughs> and yeah. he could just go with Dwight. It's established that they're friends. Dwight's always wanting him to do all these things. <laughs> yeah. He's like, let's do all. <laughs> Come on. Let's like, Dwight, uh, he knows like... that you got to wear the money belt up on the rib cage. <laughs> well, it's what Michael says earlier. He says, maybe love is supposed to break all the rules like me and Jan or Oscar and some guy. <laughs> <laughs> life is short when two people find each other what you keep them apart um so okay so after uh you know michael pam finds michael at the at the bar and says okay weirdo which is i feel like edwin you've brought that line up before that shows up a That's few a times really in good the show one. good okay um <clears throat> uh <laughs> so begins michael's breakup um <laughs> which is just incredible. Uh, I mean, it's the slowest <laughs> moving car accident I've ever seen. So, so first of all, here's another deleted scene that shows up in the super fan cut is that Michael asks Jim to tell, like, he's like, you know, I have this terrible thing to say. And he's like, Jim, do you want to tell her? And Jim's <laughs> like, I don't know what you're going to say. <laughs> and he's like, Jim, you know me very well. I think, I think, you know, what is something terrible that I could say? It's not that somebody died. It's not just that I ran over like a skunk with my car. Or no, and like it's it's like it's not as bad as someone dying. Yeah, but it's worse than hitting a skunk with my car. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and 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 you know what? What I do love about this is that I'm sure like Jim instantly knows what it is, and he just goes, "I'm just trying to eat some cake, man." <laughs> He's yeah. like, "Don't don't involve me in this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> And so so then Michael attempts to put it off on Pam and says, like, this has been really hard for Pam. You know, uh, I have to consider Pam's feelings. Yes. And and, uh, and Pam deflects and says, you know what? Like, I am OK with it. It's making you both very happy. Uh, so uh, 
<laughs> like I'm okay with it. And then I just love his wow, you have really grown. <laughs> and he's like, okay, hard well, pivot to plan B. Uh, yeah. Or <laughs> it's just like, I hope you are as gracious during this next part. Yeah. <laughs> Helene, once again, <laughs> you are a wonderful person. <laughs> he just restarts the exact yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's like, speaking of Mad Libs, he's like, I'll just try this one now. Mm-hmm. Who is Kafkaesque? I don't, I don't know him. I yeah, don't know I don't understand that. your references. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, I think we get another a deleted bit where uh, he is going on and on, and and Jim kicks him under the table, and he's oh, just like, yeah. and he's like, ah, I just got kicked. Did anyone else get kicked? <laughs> <laughs> and Jim goes, nope, because I kicked you. Stop talking. <laughs> Did anyone else get kicked? <laughs> uh, he also says, uh, you know, I, I also want kids. And you, unfortunately, have already completed that part of your journey down there. And I was like, Michael, he's like, it's not my decision. It's Mother Nature. And Mother has very strict rules about fur. And then this is where uh, Edwin's. A uh, favorite minor character comes in. The, yeah. <laughs> the, the woman who interrupts by pouring the water glass. <laughs> Every glass. Yeah. Tillity. Till it. Yeah. <laughs> just, it just, oh, sli- it slices through the awkward sentence with an awkward pause. It's, yeah. it's amazing. It's, yeah. it's another Parts great. Disease. Yeah. It's another great uh, uh, camera uh, like move uh, that, that accentuates mm. the joke, the quick zoom out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> to like just yeah. kind of reminding you that they are in a very public place yeah it, <laughs> yes yes that like very there are similar around and interacting yeah. and can hear them and yeah very similar zoom out to on um uh in business trip when the snack cart hits michael's foot in the <laughs> aisle yeah. and it's just like Gah! and it just zooms out to the whole plane yeah. <laughs> that was a good yeah, michael impression true. you That's just did with the noise that was thank, good thank yeah. you <laughs> <laughs> yeah the, the sudden pain when the, in, the exhale yeah <gasps> yeah yeah uh, harry and I the just, hendersons <laughs> i just love it's mother nature and mother has very strict rules really oscar <laughs> you got a bag of baby poop in there too yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh so again this happens this full breakup i mean there's still a good third of the episode left after this yeah. um it's a, it's a painful painful breakup but like helene handles it almost in a way of like well i guess the, this is kind of over it's almost like she knew it was going to happen she, knew it was a rebound. she pretty quickly yeah, is yeah, just like yeah. well i'm 58 what do i do now and she's not like even she's not mad at michael like even on the car ride back it's not like she's yeah t- i mean there is the deleted she's, scene where she's like it kind of is my fault i keep picking these losers yeah these terrible <laughs> terrible decisions my, michael's yeah. face is so and she talks about how it's been so long since she's had an orgasm. And Michael and says, uh, she told me she didn't like them or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Him and standing in the parking lot to give that comment. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, uh, well, and then she's like, what do I do now? And Michael says, well, hobbies. <laughs> yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I, I, and this is like where, I mean, this part of it is this part comes to a, this 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 place where this is about Pam and Michael, where almost like Helene is 
you know, she immediately talks about missing Jack. Like, oh man, this this again just makes her like, I miss Jack. And Michael's like, who's Jack? Yeah, <laughs> my dad. Like, he's just so he just hasn't thought about Jim any of is this. trying he's to so... give him is trying to mouth the words, and he's like, I'm not, I don't, I can't hear you. <laughs> um, and so it just immediately goes back to the Pam Michael relationship, which yeah. is really the sort of that's what's at stake in this episode, right? Because uh, right. Because in is it in the lover that it's revealed to Pam? Like we're back to Pam being at like blind with rage, like mm-hmm. just mad at at Michael. Which yeah, because you which know is where I love accepts to be. it, moves on. But for, for Pam, it's like okay, not only did you date my mom, which I hated, I finally got to the place where I'm okay with this. And as soon as I did that, you ripped her heart out and you leave again. Broke like, up with her on her birthday. On her birthday. <laughs> He Michael. kind of impulsivity and inattention to detail. He Michaeled it like three different times. Like he did, <laughs> he did something wrong. He corrected it to the point where she was okay with it, and then she he ruined it again. Yeah, just really sh- on shrewded it. it. Yeah, yeah. Um, which which sets up the the kind of third act of this of this main storyline, which is the hit in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Which in earlier seasons of The Office, this could be an entire episode, and in fact, it was with Michael and Dwight fighting. Um, mm-hmm. again, off company property, but uh, it built, it's, it's Michael trying to kind of cleanse his, uh, conscience and yes. he's trying to offer Pam a raise and he doesn't know what to do. He's, he feels guilty. So, I mean, this is one of the things that about Michael that is, you know, I think allows him to stay endearing or like one of the things that is that he still feels guilty, even though he knows he does, he's done terrible things and he does nothing in the moment to stop it. But like, I don't know. I think, um, there's an element where he he knows he knows what he did. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. like Scott's oh, yeah. tots where Pam is like, Michael, this is a terrible thing that you've done. <laughs> yeah, and uh, but yeah, they finally settle on Pam hitting him, and it's funny, like it's it works in that it's uh, it ends the whole drama, and Pam doesn't feel better afterwards, and nobody really endorses it except for maybe Toby, um, <laughs> but. But like it just kind of serves as like a, I don't know. I, I'm just curious what you guys think. Like the decision to have Pam do this, uh, do you think that works as a, as a is that a effective way to end this little mini storyline? Yes, because I I think it does work because like <clears throat> structurally, just from like writing a TV show and being where we are in the season, like we need to end this. We need to end everything going on with Michael and Helene. We need to have Pam and Michael's relationship set back to start and we can move on with other things this season and it's a nice final moment because like we we need to end this with michael and pam um water under the bridge and it's it's a very nice uh scene with the whole office going to the end like there's gonna be this hit at the end of the day and everyone's like (laughs) they're making popcorn they're everyone's looking forward to it toby's toby's given lessons on how to shift your weight in a punch Yeah, this this is a big win for Toby that not only not only does Michael get hit in the face, you know, after the way that Michael has treated him for years, uh, he gets this little moment with Pam, like which, I'm, you know, even in the super fan cut, I was kind of expecting like maybe some sort of creepy talking head or something like that after this with Toby. But he plays it cool. Much better that way, I think. And I think, too, that there's uh an element of at the end of this episode, at the end of this like little series, I think at least me myself as a viewer is pretty upset with Michael for how yeah. terribly mm-hmm. he ended everything. And like the, 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 the idea, like the way that he talks about Pam and her, her mother in the lover is also like, also very, uh, 
not just cringe, but also kind of anger-inducing. Yeah, you know? for sure. And so it's it's cathartic in that way a little bit as well. And then also the show doesn't have to reference it again and again. The rest of the characters don't make snarky comments. The only character that references it again is Michael when they're talking about your mama. And Michael says, yeah, I dated her mama. And Jim says, stop. <laughs> a little later on. So yeah, I think it works well. It's just kind of like, all right, this is a full circle and the show can keep yeah. going and... Dwight can apply the collectively we as viewers can apply Dwight's frozen chicken to this storyline and, and let the <laughs> swelling go down. <laughs> yeah. Cause I mean, Michael then starts dating Donna. Yeah. I mean, it's funny how the swing Michael makes just in this season of mm-hmm. like, Hey, here's a relationship that gives you everything you've ever wanted to. He's like becomes a Sancho later in this season mm-hmm. and like becomes someone becomes... who's cheating. And again, eat just eating cake out of his hand. It is insane like... that, that, uh, what is it? Date Mike, you know, that whole exactly. episode he happens. Becomes, he becomes this. nice to meet me. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. that yeah. Jim and Pam try to set him up with a friend of theirs is insane. He goes from, he goes from fish stick sandwich to how do you like your eggs in the morning? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that almost seems like a, a, a yeah a step too far that they actually make that that this is all set back to zero enough that they yeah. try to set him up with somebody they know, Julie. <laughs> yeah. yeah, an extended cut. Uh, also, we we get a quick Toby saying, "I'm going to be late to pick up my daughter because I have to see this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Toby Toby living vicariously through Pam's fist. Um, we get we get Ryan and Kelly checking in on Michael, being like, I... "Are you sure you know what you're signing up to here?" <laughs> it has almost uh, no calories. Yeah. Um, and then finally, uh, one of the Michael sitting in the stairwell. Okay. First of all, I didn't notice this. I, I don't think I they're looking this for on, him. Like when I, when they're looking for him. Yeah. <laughs> Meredith. He's not in the men's bathroom, but the seat's still warm. <laughs> and then we cut to him in the stairwell. <laughs> I just like, how did I, what do you guys, how, did Meredith, was it with her hand? Was it with like, why? <laughs> Yeah, maybe her cheek. Who knows? Yeah, you know? I know. Right? I thought That's what it, yeah, I thought she, too. I don't know. I think, I think that you know, you really want to. I could, yeah. Kind of like Dwight checking the garbage cans, you know. Yeah, yeah but, like, I don't know why the garbage Meredith, bag, fresh bag, yeah. clean sack. I don't know why yeah. Meredith feeling that if the seat is warm just made me laugh so much. <laughs> uh, that is good. again, it's her only line of this episode too. Uh, then we, yeah, then we get Michael in the stairwell. Uh, am I scared of getting hit in the face? No. Everyday weirdos pay dominatrixes hundreds of dollars <laughs> for that very privilege. I'm scared I'm going to love it. Let's do this. <laughs> the, little, the little pregame clap. Yeah. Like, All right, let's do this. It's just perfect. Whew, scared yeah. I'm going to love it. I love it. <laughs> and you know, the way he says it, like, you know, he's knows he's going to. He's going to hate it, but he's trying to convince himself. <laughs> it's like he's it. he gives all these speeches to the cameras, but it's funny to hear him give one to himself that he knows he doesn't believe, but he's saying it anyway yeah. like, to give himself <laughs> some false confidence. Yeah, yeah. Dude, uh, I love it. He comes outside and he's like, it's okay, everyone. I can do this. You can go home. And they're like, no, we're here to see the hit. And he's yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're all a show, bunch of voyeurs. Show Michael. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're all a bunch yeah, of voyeurs. Michael could still win. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Why right. can't you just agree with me sometimes? <laughs> I, know. I love that little, little uh, Kevin Oscar little window into their relationship. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why can't you just agree with me sometimes? Uh, speaking of this, this, uh, this moment too, we see Ryan. Uh, Ryan's got a a camera around his neck. So this is just maybe the C storyline of this episode. 
which uh, in the very beginning we get uh, Ryan asking Aaron if if he can photograph her in the nude and shows her uh, <laughs> a, a blurred Kelly. picture of uh, of Kelly uh, in Kelly's nook. Um, uh, Exposure and, in the workplace or something. Yeah, something yeah. like that. Just Ryan being creepy generally. But I do like that he is wearing that camera the whole episode, even when he they go in to talk to mm-hmm. Michael. And then we get a deleted scene um, in this fight where he is ready to take the picture of them. Uh, and then later he's showing the, the, the rest of the ensemble uh, that he just took a picture of <laughs> their feet. And he's like, I think it, I think it tells the story better. And then Oscar's like, those are my feet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's, it's just a stupid little moment, but um, it's stupid, but it's my thing now. It's yeah. My thing now. But I, um, I also just love. I mean, I just love Pam. This whole scene, uh, like, like her, like, like he's like, Pam, I'm sorry, and just like her face, she's like, "What are you sorry for?" <laughs> <laughs> she's gonna pursue him here, and, yeah. And then I just love, like, point. I got him in a corner, yeah, in front of everybody, yeah. and like he barely apologizes. Like, I mean, he just kind of says what he did, and she's like, "Okay, but don't ever date a member of my family." again (laughs) and just is about to let him off that he says (laughs) for the record she came on to me bam also i think crap yeah i was gonna say i think a good drop would be that gasp and then into the phyllis holy crap Mm -hmm. holy crap we have the michael no that is one that i is used yeah oh yeah for sure that's uh oh that might be on the main page here Mm -hmm. yeah are you okay? No. Yeah, yeah. You're fine. Line. Yeah. Fine. And then uh, you know, Pam doesn't really feel better after she It's fine. After she walks nope. away. We all she... knew. She wouldn't feel okay. Uh Michael limps back into the office and <laughs> why are you limping? And uh Dwight gets a gets a raw chicken on the face. And, and that's that's kind of the end of that one. I, I my drop at the beginning of the episode comes from his his speech vision he sees when Pam's big strong hand comes mm-hmm. towards his face. You know, four <laughs> kids, hover car, hover house. My wife is a runner. And it shows. It shows. <laughs> Pam, Pam and Jim are my best friends, and our kids play together. Uh, it's like, yeah, I could have had them as family there, bud. Yep, blew it. Doesn't um, sound like much, but it's enough for me. Only other thing I'd add before we move to Dwight, because I'm assuming that's where this is, yeah, what we sure. have left to cover, Inevitably. is that in, the, in both of these episodes, the lover and, uh, and uh, double date. Jim has to be both involved, but he can't be too involved. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he knows what's going on with Michael. And he just sells. He sells him in the lever. End it. End it now. Find <laughs> 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 a different way home, man. Yeah. He sees where and, this is all going. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> and then, uh, like later, Michael says that Jim knew for a while, and he says barely, barely. Like, there's. It's, Jim is very in a very funny way. Like, kind of also, it's like um, when he's trying to escape during the Mrs. California episode a little bit because. Yes. In Double Date, there's not a lot he can really do. It's not really on yep. him to, you know, solve this particular issue. But, like, even when Michael comes to him and he says, do you and Pam ever get frisky? Inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you guys ever like wrestle? He's much... crazy strong. Yeah. She wants a bad much... Michael. Yeah. yeah. Socially, he's just kind of in the backseat and there's just new drivers and he's just, he can't control anything. But he's just yeah. like, God, I don't want this to say. I mean, he's, you know, he says, uh, he says, I don't approve of her decision to hit you, you know. And then, like. <laughs> right. You know, and then he brings her hot chocolate when in the lover, 
you know, say more <laughs> nice things, mm-hmm. Frank yeah. and beans. And uh, then at the end, he's like, he's the voice that says, do you feel better? She says, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We get, and then we get him, Michael and Jim talking in Jim's office. Um, and I yeah. love anytime Jim, Michael's taking something seriously while Jim is, is just messing with him. <laughs> yes. And this is a good one too of like, how much more time do you think you'll need? No more than a week, maybe two weeks <laughs> yeah. to make this God. decision. <laughs> um, oh man. But yeah, should we take a, take a break and then talk about Dwight and Andy and then do, uh, do some ordinary things? Sure. Let's do it. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're just getting into the Dwight storyline for Double Date. Um, So, like we said, Dwight is trying to get Jim fired and uh, starts by trying to give everybody a bagel and then they'll owe him a favor. But this is immediately foiled by Andy, who refuses to... um, (laughs) Uh, it, it, he is very quick to return favors. Yeah, he doesn't. Andy doesn't want to owe someone a debt of kindness in some sort of way, which is a little strange, but also kind of this weird uh, glimpse into Andy. And I, I really love this storyline because, or the way that Dwight is kind of uh, he he's, is deployed in this episode because of all the schemes that Dwight has through this time where Jim is co-manager. This one is kind of the smallest; it's the most contained. It lets the rest of the episode kind of breathe as far as these bigger consequences for mm-hmm. Pam and Jim and Michael and Helene and, and their family and these things. And meanwhile, Dwight is, is um, you know, trying to make everyone's tacos. It doesn't have to continue past this episode, but there's like a very funny back and forth between Dwight and Andy, their rivalry that isn't uh, as violent or conniving. It's more about uh, <laughs> gestures of kindness. And gifts yeah. The, the, yeah, the, when they really get into it and they're trying to like open the door for each other and he's like, oh, let me, uh, you know, uh, you know, pull your chair out for you. And like, oh, your t- jacket's all cattywampus. Let me fix that for you. Uh, let me clean your glasses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. And then they're kind of just like they realize like, uh, you know, they got to the Dwight has to outsmart him in some way um there's another uh there's a great deleted scene that shows up too where andy is convincing the the rest of the ensemble to uh go in on a starbucks gift card for for (laughs) dwight or we learn later that that's what it ends up being but uh a very beautiful andy gives a really beautiful speech about dwight and like how great he is kind of (laughs) Um, he's like, you know, he's like, he wakes up every morning and races a mongoose around Shroot Farms. Like, you know, that's how he works out, you know. Russell's a 300-pound sow. Yeah. (laughs) That's how he works out. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, and, uh, and, and reveals that Andy thinks that what's really going on is Dwight is really trying to connect with everyone else in the <laughs> office and uh and show his appreciation uh for all of them so um i i don't know i was i was i was delighted to see that scene uh that's yeah, a fun contrast between someone doing something with ulterior motives and someone so nakedly feelings on their shoulder like andy <laughs> or feelings on their sleeve like andy uh who's just all he's doing is matching dwight's and, and, and you know they give us the line of yeah do not t- do not test my politeness you send me an invite rsvp bam 
Like <laughs> it comes up right away of why Andy's doing this. And you know, it's like so Andy's caught up in this without knowing what what the ulterior motives are for Dwight. It's also kind of this this um in a lot of these episodes when Jim is co-manager, and even right before Jim is co-manager, Dwight is kind of lost in his own world while the big mm-hmm. picture things are kind of happening around him. So even in um, the meeting where Dwight gets announced uh, or Jim gets announced as co-manager, Dwight tries to have his announcement at the same time as Michael. And he's just going to announce that fraud was committed. Right. In reality, the actual thing that's going on is Jim is becoming co-manager of your mm-hmm. butt. And, <laughs> and, like, your butt. and in this, again, like D- Dwight is... Uh, trying to connive this Did favor you check your butt <laughs> um, to get Jim fired. It's just one of the little schemes, but this one feels very cartoony and small, but in a fun way that kind of complements the uh, the other storyline. Yeah. And it's kind of woven into the other storyline at the beginning, at least. Yeah. Uh, they kind of do a nice job, which you don't you don't normally see the two storylines converging at all, but here they start converged uh, with the bagels and the fish sticks and then you know <laughs> offering it to Pam, who's saying like... <laughs> Oh, you're a woman, and you will reject my first offer. So here I go again. Pam, would you like a bagel? Just a classic reminder of why we really should hate Dwight. He is. And then yeah, Pam, <laughs> Pam being like, no, I have an early lunch. Uh, so it is woven in the beginning. But um, it, it gets a little. This one this storyline got a tiny bit tedious. Just of like, oh, they're still doing it for a while. Uh, escalates to the tacos, the lunch. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, you, know, every, you know, they're saying like. Toy got breakfast. I'm getting lunch. Um, playing all the way out to yeah, the, and I the speech was nice from Andy, but I see why they cut it. It felt it did feel a little forced. Yeah. It felt a little out of place, uh, mm-hmm. totally with the rest of the episode. And I'm like, I know Andy's kind of a simpleton sometimes. He's kind of a what what is a preppy freak, <laughs> a buffoon. <laughs> but like, he's not dumb. He's not that dumb that like. He yeah. would just be like, whoa, one day, guys, Dwight's a new person. It's he's like, my hero, yeah. Dwight's tricked you so many times, Andy. Like, mm-hmm. he's not on your side, and you should know that by now. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I don't know. They they, they have had their kind of like, I mean, this is post, you know, it's all in season five with the Angela stuff, and, you know, then they, you know, right. they go hunting together and all this other <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, I don't, I don't yeah. know. It, it could be, it could be mixed in with all that but i tell um, you what sure. one thing one thing they have the halves these holsies thing that's the only time <laughs> andy really gets quite back yeah mm-hmm. one thing um that looks like a real deviant <laughs> one thing i love uh from this episode is dwight has a talent when it comes to displaying large amounts of food on platters he has this big thing of bagels <laughs> he is he, he does the scranton area hot dogs from scranton yeah. Yeah, um, the Michael C. shaped bagels. He's part of that. The bacon. Yeah, when it comes wow. to delivering like a grand gesture of of food up piled high on a platter, Dwight mm-hmm. is very much the king of that. Yeah, that's he true. loves it. Mm-hmm. I can only imagine that's because he grew up with like a lot of big family farm meals and maybe a lot of Norman Rockwell paintings around of just <laughs> giant trays of the bounty of the farm. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> go big. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of. Uh, bountiful foods I, I do love this whole taco scene uh i shall make everyone's tacos <laughs> and uh and we do get the he does deleted... a little arm thing yeah I mean, i'll make everyone's tacos uh, <laughs> and then we do get the deleted scene of uh of kevin uh admitting that uh you know he crushes tacos <laughs> when uh, so he's really glad that dwight is making the taco for him 
Uh, but as soon as he get, hands it off to Kevin, he crushes it in his hand, and Dwight just leans over and goes, "You still owe me." <laughs> yeah, I, it's a great bit of just cartoony physical comedy with just handing Kevin a taco and just oh, and immediately crushing it. <laughs> Damn it! This is this is funny. Happened again. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I mean, and this, I mean, this storyline kind of fizzles out. I mean, it doesn't really go anywhere. But I don't um, care. It was funny, and that it's funny. That's I, well, it. I, it's funny. I like, I like a good just, just for fun. Well, and there are other places where in this in this little run where like Dwight is connecting with Ryan or Dwight has installed a listening device or these other sort of longer term things. Right. It's funny to watch Dwight go through this, and in like a cartoon way that complements the bigger tone of. You know, Wiley Coyote in the Roadrunner. Yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, yeah he, sure. he's like, I could have grown poison mushrooms. It'd be this high by now. They're <laughs> mushrooms. They don't get that high. <laughs> yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess that's. I guess mainly that's more well, like the way a lot of the storylines wrap up is. is a, I think it's just a little more graceful than this one. I don't mind it. It was the storyline's funny, but it really do, literally ends with just like Dwight being like, "Damn it, what a waste of a day," <laughs> and it's like. It's like they're almost tipping their hat to like, yeah. well, the storyline was it's contained like, in just this episode. Mm-hmm. So what yeah. are we what are we doing tomorrow? What we do every day, Pinky. <laughs> yeah. Try to take yeah. over the world. It's just it's that type right. of Looney Tunes uh nice Pinky you know, and the brain reference, by the way. You. I, our younger listeners will have no idea what that is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh yeah. Any other final thoughts on this episode? I mean, I think we covered it. It's uh, it's one that I, I, I like because of the cringe and because of how uncomfortable mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. It has some really funny moments. One of my all-time favorite minor characters. Um, yeah, just <laughs> yeah. a, an easy, a unique, unique episode from early in season six. I'll, only one unanswerable question here, but why does why does Dwight bring his dinner, his frozen chicken uh, dinner to the office? He's not eating dinner at the office. Just in case. Yeah. Just maybe in he case, does maybe. that every day in case he has to work late. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. Who knows why Dwight does what Dwight does? Yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um good turkey. He like. was cleaning out the freezer earlier <laughs> too. So That's true. He was cleaning the oh, freezer you're right. earlier. You're right. Yeah. He's like, oh, I'll have this for dinner. Great. Yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. Okay. He forgot it was in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh well, there you have it. That's double date. Um let's uh let's head to the conference room. Uh let's head, let's do some ordinary things. I think we do ordinary things in the conference room. What say we do? <laughs> Whatever it is, let's go there now. <laughs> That's where I'll put the drop. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, a few ordinary things, questions, and then we'll wrap up the episode uh, with some Office Mad Libs from the Office Mad Libs book. I was, I was gifted that, that we are begrudgingly doing and will always begrudgingly do. Uh, but to these questions for ordinary things, uh, for those of you who haven't, who don't know, ordinary things is where we take some questions that the episode asks and answer them in our own lives. Gentlemen, let's start with this one. Do you have a noun? <laughs> no. God damn it. You just made my brain like so upset with that because I was holding the Mad Libs in my, in this hand, but looking at my notes, was just like, ah, sorry, um, sorry. Proper noun. Whew. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, in this episode, we see Michael take what I'm going to assume is the hardest hit of his life in the face. Gentlemen, what's no. the physically? What's the 
<laughs> physically, what's the hardest hit you have ever taken? Not necessarily a fight or whatever, but just physically. Biggest hit you've taken. Okay, so one time, uh, Edwin and a lot of our friends worked at a summer camp. Mm-hmm. And they all had a friend at that summer camp who, you know, we didn't know unless you worked there. And we'll call him Jonas. And he, everybody loves Jonas. He is the coolest guy. You would love Jonas. You got to meet him. <laughs> hey, there's a party at Jonas's house this Friday. Everyone should come over. And so Colin, Colin and I go to the party. <laughs> and I don't uh, know where this is going. <laughs> and I'm, I'm on the edge of my seat. I think you were there for this. I think you've heard this story. I believe I was there. I just don't know what the story is. I'm so, sure there. I remember you being there. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, you know, uh, Edwin is there. Our friend Peter is there. They're like, oh, my God, have you met Jonas? He's here somewhere. You got to meet him. And uh, and at one point, Jonas, who, uh, you know, it's his party. He's been drinking a lot, comes into the room and he's like, who wants to slap me? Someone I want someone to slap me. And I was like, oh, hey, you know, I'll do it. <laughs> and and uh, and so I slapped him and he's like, that was nothing. And then he slaps me as hard as he can <laughs> in my face. And I was like seeing stars. <laughs> and it was just Whoa. like, I just turned to call and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> like, I'm, okay. I'm done. No. <laughs> uh, I think that's the hardest hit to the face I've ever taken. Uh, that's messed up. <laughs> Do, do you have you never heard that story ever? No, but I can't wait. Or Ed, to, I'm just to, to Edwin. I can't wait I mean, to wrap I'm this sure episode I was, so I can ask who Jonas is. I'm sure I was there. I don't really remember this instance, but there you go. You know, you know who this is, though. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I don't, and I can't wait to find out later. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow, that's it's not okay. But uh, it was, good for you, Sean. Way to hang in there. Thanks, man. I think that's the hardest hit I've ever taken. I know Alex also wanted me to mention the time that I went skiing with Ryan's whole family, got on a chairlift that went to the very top of the mountain uh, and just proceeded to fall down a cliff, basically, (laughs) in front of them as they instructed me how to just stomp on the ski to to clip it back into the boot. Just all you got to do is you just got to just, you know, (laughs) no, we'll wait. We'll wait. You're good. Just yard sailed all the way down. Yard <laughs> sailed great. all the way down. <laughs> uh, Edwin, hardest hit. Uh, when I was in high school, I think, Sean, you were there for this as well. <laughs> we were playing Ultimate Frisbee, and, uh, and it was in Gabriel Park. And I remember like there was a catch, an easy catch that I should have made that I missed. And I was really upset about myself for missing it. So on the next time we had the frisbee, we were like there was a toss that went up towards the end zone, and I like I was I had it in my sights, and it was just like there's no way I'm gonna miss this one. So like I had I was like locked on that frisbee, and there was no way I was gonna miss it. And I ran like full speed into this chain link fence. You were there for oh. that, right, Sean? I don't think so. Oh my! You God. would probably remember it if you were there. Wait, but yeah, did, did, you were you were. Did it, you were bleeding, maybe? Yeah, I had to go to the hospital. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yes, I was there for that. That's. It right. wasn't so. It wasn't so bad, but it did. It was. It was a big hit. Right. Right. Say. Oh yeah. man, I love the commitment. Yeah. I love the. Commitment. I, hey, you know what? I would have made that catch if that stupid fence wasn't in the way. Yeah, I know you would have. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, my shot at redemption. Mine, uh, mine I we I, about ten years ago or so, I used to play on this uh, hurling team, which is this just old irish field game but we had a team uh camping trip and uh two of the guys on the 
on our team were arborists and they rigged up a big rope swing in a tree that went out over this very, very steep kind of uh, banked cliff, if you will. And we were doing it all night and we've been drinking and uh, I passed out while I was on the rope swing in the middle of the night and just fell into the darkness, oh. into nothingness, probably 30, 35 feet ish. We don't know somewhere around oh there, my God. but I just, I fell just, and, and, and they described it like, uh, we were all wearing headlamps cause it was like middle of the night when we were doing this and they just, it was just like a light just started swinging out and then just dropped straight down into nothing. <laughs> and it was just like an empty rope just came back to them and they were like, oh. uh, oh man. And so I passed out, so I don't totally remember it, but like I, I had a concussion. I, I got, I had to take an ambulance. They had to ambulance me to all the way to the ER from the middle of the, this wilderness. And Oh my God. It was no bueno, but I ended up just getting like a bunch of scrapes and a concussion. I didn't break anything, I think, because I was passed out, so I didn't resist the fall. You were nice at and all. limp. Nice and know? limp. Um, but that was definitely <laughs> the hardest hit I have, I've ever taken in my life. And I, I don't. There's a thousand ways I could have died or been seriously permanently hurt from that paralyzed. Or never found. You name it. Or just like <laughs> he's gone. Never found. There he goes. Um, so that was that was a big hit. Jeez. But thank God I'm here today doing this podcast now. Uh, <laughs> next question, boys. Uh, we hear in this episode that Michael Scott uh, it doesn't really ever want to snowboard, but he would like to if he wanted to, gentlemen. What's something that you know you probably will never do, but you like the idea of you doing it? I, I'm, I'm not going to say that I'll never do this, but I uh, at least once was like trying to think of where to go on a vacation. And I was like, man, I've heard so many great things about Thailand. Like that is where we should go. Absolutely. And then I looked it up and it takes like 32 hours to get there. <laughs> like, like I'm min- done with those like long plane minimum, rides. <laughs> and I was just like, man, I don't know, maybe not. <laughs> uh, I don't know, maybe so going you're, going to Thailand is your answer. I, I I'm just it's one that comes to mind as like a, sure. a especially in the you know, in in the theme of what Helene and and Michael are talking about. I I I did look this up one time and was just like. <sighs> Well, I've only got a week, so I don't think that I want to spend three days of that traveling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love the idea of you beginning to plan a trip to Thailand and then ending up with a nice weekend in Tillamook on the Oregon coast. Yeah. <laughs> you, you you start by like a quick Google search Classic of Thailand gym. and then it cut to you at Pelican <laughs> Pub. <laughs> yeah. Oh, campsite opened up. He gets a notification yeah. while he's looking for Thailand tickets. Oh, group campsites available. Weekly rates Book $90. <laughs> I think for Edwin? all right, this is a, this might be a dumb one, but just like meal prep in general as like a, oh, a big that is a good trend one. thing. Like I, is... there are a lot of times where I think in my life, like you know what, it would be nice to like either the the health benefits or the the cost savings or even the mental thing where it's like, what are you going to eat? What are you going to prepare for yourself for this day? Like it is just really difficult to get myself to do it. I uh, yep yeah yeah. In theory, I, it sounds like a great idea, but it takes a lot of discipline. So yeah. yeah. One time yeah. we did visit more power uh, to you if you can really do it. Yeah. Yeah. One time we did visit some friends of ours in a different city and they kind of like had us over for like a lunch. And uh, as they were 
preparing the lunch, they were like, oh, yeah, sorry, we're also doing our meal prep. And it was just like, whoa, that's grown up. <laughs> I mean, I could do like a little bit of it or like to last yeah. for a couple days, but like the, the full scale discipline, mm-hmm. you have the, yeah. Like you, you're like baking sheets of vegetables and grilling mm-hmm. a bunch of chicken and you got all the different Tupperwares and it's a, a you know, yeah. highly Who wants impressed. to do all that when you could use Factor? Go to factor.com slash Michael50. <laughs> no, I don't nice. think that's the code. Great plan. Uh, <laughs> thanks. That's a good one, Edwin. I had a, I, I thought about that as well. I see uh, my wife, Anne, when she works like four or five days in a row in the hospital, she will often meal prep and i'm just like i wow these are healthier meals than i've ever made in my life <laughs> uh but just to show you the other side of the coin edwin to, that you could do it our, our friend will when he was a teacher he would just make like 20 bean and cheese burritos and just freeze them <laughs> and that would be his, his still counts still, still counts, counts. <laughs> uh yeah, I I kind of similar to yours, Edwin. I've always liked the idea that I'd be someone who exercises early in the day, mm. and oh. it's never going to happen. I don't think I, I would like to be doing that. I've always thought, what if I, what if I went on a run or did something before work, like at sunrise? And, yeah, yeah. And I've there's been a couple times in my life I've done that, and I was like, this is great. I should do this, and <laughs> I'm just, it's not going to happen. And and I. I don't know if it's just my body got used to working out later in the day from like years and years of playing basketball in the evenings. And now I'm like, you, you know what it is? I think laziness. It's laziness. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but it's also like, I think, well, what if something happens during the day and I get some exercise in and then I don't need to do anything? You right. know, and I'm like, You'll anything have wa- could happen during the day. Yeah, that's right. You'll have wasted that morning workout. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. I already worked out this morning, and now I'm yeah. getting chased. What Jeez. a waste. <laughs> now what I'm getting waste. chased. <laughs> no, I- <laughs> now I'm ready for my life. We're yeah. like, oop, what if suddenly I get invited out, and I walk 18 holes of golf? You know, I don't need to go in and run after that. No. Anyway. That's really interesting, because I, I mean, I'm certainly not like a wake up every morning and work out kind of person, but every yeah. now and then, like a, a morning workout, or if you can... um you know, work out during the day. Like it, it, it feels so good to like have it done. You it know? feels amazing. Yeah, I know. I love, and it's like, I like the idea of me doing that, but, but I just can't execute on that. The other way, it's the other way around for me. It's like the later it gets, the less and less likely it's going to happen. Like, Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Okay. Fair. Uh, all right. Last one here of our ordinary things, questions, y'all. Uh, as we've talked about, we see, Kevin, uh, struggling with just the general idea of eating a taco because of his excitement. Uh, gentlemen, what is a, could be a food or we'll just say, what is something that you are bad at that no one else seems to have trouble with? Following sports. (laughs) I don't get it. You guys know all the team names, the cities, the colors, the coach, the players. There's different players every year. It's the same <laughs> players move to different teams. You just had that. In There's the like rankings. So it's crazy. It's and it's bad. all of the sports. All of them. You know <laughs> what's going on with football and basketball and baseball. And like last night, Peter was talking about Formula One racing. <laughs> I like, know. How how do you have the, the I can't remember any of this stuff if I'm if I'm trying my hardest. But uh, y'all, y'all, it's it's no problem. So very harder, Sean. It reminds me of um, <laughs> there's that line in Party Down where they talk like it's it's uh, Stiltskin played by J.K. Simmons, oh, and his wife is like, "You paid all this money to do this thing with Magic Johnson, or it's it's some kind of sports event. You paid all this money for the sports thing." 
And J.K. Simmons' character just goes, yeah, but sports are cool. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we got sports games again. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I I guess the face laugh at the end of that. I mean, it's just got to be because we enjoy it, right? I think that's got to be a piece of it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what it is. Sean, you, 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 you could do that with stuff too, you know? Gosh, in a uh, non-related, just kind of like, I, I saw this right before we started, but a clip of Pat Mahomes just talking, and they're like, Pat Mahomes sounds exactly like Kenny Powers. Oh, yes, just like, I know. Yeah, I it's so, it's, a, it's incredible. That. Like, yeah, yeah. It's incredible. I need to look that yeah. up. Mm-hmm. No, the chain smoker showed up. It was awesome. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. Um, that does sound good. It was like okay. chain smokers were there. That was dope. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Not in the, not in the, like the things that Kenny Powers says, but just like the rhythm and cadence of his voice is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I can go. Um, oh, wrapping presents. I'm so terrible oh, at wrapping good presents. Good one. Do we, do we, have we talked about this in the show? I'm no. sure we have. So no. I apologize if I'm repeating myself, but you like, always am... give presents in bags yeah, every time. <laughs> <laughs> I never every clicked until you said that time. It's like a joke in my family that either like either that I there have been give the Christmases where everyone gets a bag or, or there's other Christmases where they pick up like this shoddily wrapped present. They're like, I wonder who this one's from. <laughs> I just but like I have I have. Wow. Like I can use my hands. I use my hands for other, like I play guitar, yeah. you know, like there yeah. are these other things that I can do, but okay. for whatever reason, it just you escapes need, me. Yeah. Do, you, do Have you been shown the tricks? There are tricks. Maybe. I'm I think sure. you and you and Ryan, Sean would be great at gift wrapping. And I would like to get yeah. the uh, Ryan. Not, Ryan's uh, even better than I am. You could come on over. I'm also, we'll, I'm just we'll not, give you a little uh, lesson. I'm not crafty in that way, you know. Yeah. Some people are just like sure. really crafty, but yeah, Maybe wrapping presents. Bags. It's uh, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 uh, it's Tote like a bag joke. Teddy. In, it's like a joke in my family, and I'm cool with it. Like I, I kind of <laughs> into it, but yeah, it's just I don't know. It escapes me. I think I think there's a YouTube video out there for you. That, we can uh, we can know. make a, a Rocky style montage of you and Ryan training me to wrap. <laughs> Coming this Christmas, to a theater near horribly yeah. wrapped gift after horribly wrapped gift, mm. and just flying uh-huh. into the trash can. Can we call it like the rock? Like the He's buying nice things every like time. Giving him a massage. Give it. Yeah. <laughs> we'll call it like the again. the sloppy horror present show. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Worse again, chef. <laughs> That'll be on Patreon for your viewing pleasure. Yeah, yeah. yes, chef. Um, Edwin will wrap you a gift. Uh, I'll my only one on this one I think is like, or my main one is 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 uh, rolling R's. I like taking Spanish <laughs> all through it. Like I, I can't do it. Like I've tried so, so much. I can make machine oh. gun. Like I can do a machine gun noise. Easy. I'm great at those. But it's like, <laughs> the closest I can do is like a revving engine. I, I try it. and do that. And like, I, I can't do that at all. And I wish I could. Ironically, it, it makes cool. you sound more borracho when you can't do it. <laughs> anyway yeah i wish i could edwin can you you could probably roll your r's just fine yeah i could do it carro yeah i can't just it's impossible for me so there you go all right good ordinary things y'all let's wrap up with some mad libs um and i guess we can just lean into this and how much we love it uh, <laughs> okay. 
this one i'll tell you what this i'll tell you what this is after we do all the mad libs how about okay. that and we're just all going right. in order so we've only done yep. one okay uh do you do you even remember what the last uh monologue that we did this for the man <laughs> went Eating to cat the food. bank yeah no i we said different things <laughs> yeah no that's one they do in the show no last one yeah. we did this was Le- michael's leadership philosophy okay oh um, yeah i remember that now yeah yeah uh is it the tissue flow is it the inventory? Uh-uh. It's the polywogs. It's just one line from it. All right. Here we go. Uh, I'll just go back and forth. Edwin, start with you. Give me a verb ending in S. Um, Grill's foot. <laughs> That's... Or foot grills. Or grills. Nope. Uh, grills foot is funny. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Sean, give me a silly word. Also, foot grills. <laughs> Silly word. Uh, Pollywog. No. Uh, no, no, yeah. Pick a different one. Yeah. Like potty uh, humor. Uh, like silly word. If you had think of one, Edwin, I'm panicking now. Something from Dwight's World. Something from Shrewd Farms that you'd find in Shrewd Farms. Or just a oh. silly. Plate of bacon? Humor. No, wait, no. That's uh, good. It's not a silly. I'm going to reject that as a silly word. One word. Manure. Please. Manure. Manure. That actually works very well. <laughs> Uh, Edwin, back to you for a noun. Um, terrarium. Wow. You're doing great at this. Just, you're so good at this. Uh, Sean, adjective? Mm. Salty. Nice. Edwin, a noun? You can see why we love this segment. It's great. <laughs> Mind-blowing audio. Um... It's good we put it at the end. Chocolate turtles. Chocolate turtles. Uh, very good. All right, Sean, <laughs> give me a verb. You're bad at R- this, too. <laughs> Run over? There you go. Uh, like it. Yeah, uh, like you ran down Meredith with my car. Yeah, I'm yeah. verb to, to run. Yeah, okay, to... Mm-hmm. That's not good. Whatever, it's too late, Sean. It sucks. Uh, adjective, Edwin. Um, beat stained. <laughs> nice. Just keep, just ask Edwin these. No, <laughs> no. Back to Sean for a verb. You're not getting out of this. Um. You're going to blow it. <laughs> uh, flips. Okay. Like, nice. I'm going to flip you. Yep. <laughs> and uh, Edwin, a type of food. Ooh. Um, Edward's cornflake chicken. Wow. Or, or, or maybe hog mama. We'll do hog mama. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Sean, a type of container. Now, this is right up your alley. Clean bag. <laughs> clean bag? Like like when Dwight clean, licks clean the bag. Sack. Yeah. Clean sack. Oh, clean, clean sack. sack. <laughs> clean sack. Great. Awesome. <laughs> Edwin, adjective? Um... <laughs> um... On uh, burnt, 
burnt. Burnt braid. Uh, Sean, verb ending in ing. Barney. You thought of one and then you <laughs> decided not to say it, so. How about jilping? Like I jilp you. <laughs> Great. Uh, Edwin, a type of food, plural. Um, pretzels. Great. Great. Uh, Sean, adjective? Only got three more after this. Lanky. This feels like the longest segment we've ever done. <laughs> sure is. I'm going to need to put some music under this. And, yeah. <laughs> I'll put something under this. Yeah, I'll some ambient piano. This. or yeah, yeah. Um, Lanky uh, like Gabe. That's what I'm thinking. Lanky about. like Gabe. <laughs> Let's put that in there. Um, Edwin, give me a noun. Pants tent. Pants tent. Shout out to Curb. <laughs> Sean, give me a last name, plural. Butt lickers. Beautiful. And finally, Edwin, give me a noun. Crentist. Crentist. All right. We have now made a Mad Lib. Oh, by the okay. way, we're doing Mad Libs because it's mentioned in the, that uh, bonus scene of, like, Michael dating Holly feels like I wouldn't get Mad Libs that are already filled in. Um, yes. Ah, very good. Just to justify this atrocious thing we just did Please. on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's hear it. Here we go. This is gonna Kevin's going to be great. Kevin's famous chili. Okay. <laughs> Kevin loves to make his famous chili for everyone who grills foot at Dunder Manure. I just hope he doesn't spill it on the terrarium this year. Here's what he had to say about his salty recipe. At least once a chocolate turtle, I like to run over in some of my Kevin's beet stained chili. The trick is to underflip, uh, underflip the hog mama. Everyone is going to get to know each other in the clean sack. <laughs> I'm burnt about this stuff. I'm up the night before, jilping garlic and dicing whole pretzels. I toast my own lanky like Gabe chilies. It's a pants tent passed down from butt lickers for generations. It's probably the crentest I do best. Wow, <laughs> nonsense. I did like Very you have to... humorous jump. I did like you have to underflip the hog mama. I thought that was pretty. That's a good. nice little sentence. Yeah, yeah. I think. Yeah. <laughs> well, where were you two hours ago, beautiful mind? I made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, if you want to tell us how much you hated Boy, that if segment, you, if you or how much you loved that, it, or maybe that you liked it, you should email us, please. Uh, MS Podcast Company at gmail dot com. Uh, that's also a great way to send us trivia. Or, uh, or I guess questions for ordinary things. You could always put ordinary things in the subject line or whatever. Uh, you can call us at 503-694-9314 and leave us a message. We love to play those on the show. We're on Facebook and Instagram. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash Michael Scott. You can become mm. a Scott's Tot for five bucks a month. Get a bonus mailbag episode every month where we answer all the questions we get on Patreon. Main feed, ad-free episodes, uh, and some bonus content like like Edwin was saying, we're going to do a uh, a uh, special on the bear that we'll only release through Patreon, and you get access to our deeper Discord channels, and a portion of those funds go to the Thurgood Marshall College Fund. Special thanks to all our Scots Tots for supporting the show. Special thanks to Kayla and Brianna, who run our Discord. Special thanks to Ryan Lloyd, who designs our artwork. Shouts out to Alicia the Candlemaker. Shout out to Rachel. 
Shout out to Lady Justice Brewing and Jacob Dunder Mifflin Phoenix. Shout out to Thaddeus. Shout out to Chili Willie. Just did a bunch of shout outs. Hey, Colin, uh, Colin. Colin, Colin. Uh, this episode was recorded on location in Portland, Oregon, USA and Zurich, Switzerland. Thank you for listening. Thank you for hanging out with us, for interacting with us, for supporting us, um, for giving us more um, inspiration and motivation to do more Mad Libs, um, for, for commenting and being part of the Discord, for commenting and being part of the Patreon community. Um, just know that we love and appreciate everyone who uh, interacts with our show and allows us to keep going. So thank you as always. Take care. Stay safe. See you next week. Pippity poppy, give me this up. Yes, sir. sir. Who want to take me home? I love who I want to take me home, take me home. You know what? Fine. I try to start fun traditions for you guys, but if you don't want to sing, no traditions. Closing time. Every new beginning comes from some other beginning's end. Good night. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.